Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at NoClutchNate. And I'm Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Travis Bow from Watchmen Minute. And you can find me on Twitter at that Travis Bow. Perfect. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 42 of Suicide Squad. And uh, this minute's going to start out with Joker playing with some Wayne Tech toys that make bombs. Uh, bomb toys. Toy bombs. It's part of the action figure. It's, it's the set. <laughs> Joker with... Mm-hmm. I'm probably not lying. That probably exists at like a Spencer's. Yeah. Um, I could... Oh, man. I could have said the minute starts with Joker giving Dr. Van Chris a neck piercing. Mm. Better. Mm. Write it down. Fix it in post. A minute's going to end. Oh, sorry. What? A minute's going to end. A minute's going to end um, with Incubus and Enchantress uh, having another little rendezvous. Yeah. Incubus, they get back together. You. Now this... Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> dang, I was going to... I was trying to do as many Incubus lyrics as I can to work into here, but I I, I lost interest in <laughs> Incubus. Um, <laughs> I don't know any Incubus songs Me neither. off the top of my head. So, um... Again, I'm getting the movie's losing me. Mm. I'm getting lost. This is the minute. It's not. I I think I said it before, but again, I'm getting. Um, you're throwing me. Um, this is the minute. If this was a whitewater rapids ride, I would be <laughs> halfway out the boat. <laughs> this minute would have been a rock. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. Ru- no, it just would have been one of those little shoop. Yep. You go in. You go whoop. You down. You dip, and you pop back up like a trampoline super bounce. And I'm like, my, I'm three quarters off the He's boat. He's already yeah. gone. <laughs> Yeah. They said, don't go back for Nate. No, it looks great. It's cool. It's like, oh, now it's like there's cool action stuff, but also, what? How, where are we? Yeah, when the it cuts, problem. well, when it cuts go to for it, Rick and uh, June, that's when it, that's yeah. the boop. Yes. <laughs> whoa, whoa, hang on. Give yes. me a second. Uh, when did we get here? We'll start, yeah, uh, we'll start with something safe. I think Incubus is cool looking. I think oh, he's yeah. a cool looking dude. I think he's, I think he looks great. He looks like the dude in the bathroom now, so a little bit. Mm. The face. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the guy that they the host, guy, yeah, the, the guy, the host, yeah, yeah. The, the symbiote host. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he uh, he looks cool. He sounds cool when he's um, with Enchantress towards the end of the minute, and you hear kind of like the metal clunking of his body because he's like made of parts of the subway. Apparently, he. Looks and sounds cool, and he sounds heavy, which is a good thing for CGI. Like yeah. he's really well done, really w- good looking design. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as he's attacking the soldiers, you get the idea that he's this giant, like super powered monster. It looks really, really cool, and it and it's yeah. like it's enjoyable. Let me touch on that in a little bit. Let's start back at the beginning. Joker. Joker. Yeah. He's working at Piercing Pagoda, and yes. he's employee of the month. Um, but then he's got a little unconventional idea. So he was like, hey, instead this of earrings. This is his apprenticeship. Yeah, instead of earrings, check out these bombs. Hey, you like dermals? <laughs> <laughs> We're like, dude, can't can't do that. Sorry, pal. And they, they canned him. Um, get a really but yeah, so uh, go. I was just going to say, you get a really good look at the, uh, the purple alligator skin jacket that he's wearing, because like, the collar is mm-hmm. kind of... Real prominent, catching catching the light. I just love that texture. I love that that jacket that he's wearing. So just mm-hmm. going back to I, his look is is actually really cool. 
I agree. There's um, so on multiple occasions within the past few months, I have passed up. Um, I, I found a couple of them. There have been some of them have been laptop bags. Some of them have just been like a little bag, like a carry-on luggage mm-hmm. bag or whatever. They've all been like faux alligator skin, yeah. and they've been in. One was like this dark like burgundy it was beautiful and they've all been at like goodwill and stuff and i've passed them up i don't know why i don't i have no like the laptop bag i had in my hand and i was like i got this and then i looked down at it and was like what am i doing i'm not doing this (laughs) (laughs) but like i i honestly the more i watch this i'm looking for an article of clothing that's like that and i wouldn't mind a silly jacket like that it would be cool maybe a blazer Mm -hmm. that would be fine Um, just make it a uh, patchwork out of all these little random bits of alligator skin items that you find, just uh, just mm. make your own. That's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. People made purses out of some Capri Sun pouches. Mm. Uh, Ugh, I what? can do. That's you never saw those? I want to know that. That was a thing. You remember when like people were making duct tape yeah, wallets yeah. and everything? Like, oh, that was a bit, yeah. People made Capri Sun ones. Losers. Yeah. <laughs> hey, check me out with my shoelace belt. I think duct, tape, here. duct tape did a thing where it was like, uh, make your prom dress out of duct tape and you can win free tape for life. I don't know, Jeez. something like that. Yeah, to make up for all the tape you spent <laughs> yeah. on that dress. I think one girl made a prom dress out of a like Taco Bell like wrappers or something. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Taco Bell wedding dress yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. CVS so. dress. CVS a, dress. Receipts. The receipts. You've seen that? <laughs> I don't know. That's crazy. Tweet as your most important. If you had to be in the Joker's gang, would you wear a <laughs> suit made out of Taco Bell wrappers? That's, oh yeah, in a heartbeat. That'd Ta- be a great Taco idea. Taco Bell sauce packets. Yeah. Uh. And it's it's important the dis, like not just the design of your characters but like the actual material being used for um, like superhero outfits like wardrobe like not specifically the superhero um, costume but just wardrobe like the textures the fabric it it always seems like it like if you go the extra mile in, in determining what it's gonna look like what it should feel like mm-hmm. to a person who's watching it with their eyes it's so important there's so many times on superhero tv shows that you look at the wardrobe and you go they're all using the same fabric they just got one big roll of of fake leather and they Mm -hmm. are just using it on everyone and it's like that we we notice it we look at it and we go you look at it and be like come on guys at least garrick has a little (laughs) variety in his articles of clothing um so i got some plot questions still on the thing with joker yeah okay probably should have asked it yesterday is this happening before or after like so he gets the word maybe oh, from yes. griggs saying oh they got the bombs at van chris and then does joker go to van chris and say hey give me the thing to disarm him or this is the question we brought up last week or You're is right. joker like did he get there before they put the bombs in all of them to alter harley's before it got put into her or was this it afterwards is, I, yeah last week what we were saying was that Joker and Keith Griggs have a sit down, um, and Griggs the is result the of that, guard. yeah, Ike Barinholtz, okay. yeah, okay. and so Keith Griggs hands Harley Quinn a phone that is linked to the Joker, yet she still comes out of the situation with a bomb in her neck, seemingly. Um, if if Joker knows the information about the bombs, 
why does he just give her a phone? Why not just stop her from getting a bomb in her neck? Maybe he doesn't care that much about that. Maybe maybe he needs to keep the status quo of like, okay, everybody gets a bomb in their neck, but Harley's is different. Or maybe there is no bomb. Like, I feel like he should have been like, all right. You There's don't... a bomb. Like, her bomb gets disabled, yeah, but I can't remember if it, yeah, I, I can't remember if it gets disabled maybe he wants... after the fact. Yeah. Like, does he go to Van Chris and be like, okay, give me the thing to disable it? Yes. Or is it precursor? I'm going to disable the bomb before you put it in her. Well, I think she gets a live bomb just like everybody else because I don't think Joker can manipulate the people putting the bombs physically into their necks. Like that, mm-hmm. d- that happens, you know, so quickly as they're coming either before they get transported or uh, as they're leaving the prison. You know, I don't think he's got that the time or to affect that. So he goes to the you know go to the source and just plan to tamper with the bombs once they're implanted Mm -hmm. but timing wise i don't know if he if this happens before she has a cell phone or you know if he gets her the cell phone intending to then go to van chris Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's a it's a very strange situation because I mean, you could argue maybe he's okay with the bomb being in her neck. Maybe that's like something that, you know, he just doesn't really care about. He just wants to know where she is, kind of like a, a an owning a mm. property kind of thing. Like Tracking it could be device. really weird like that. Exactly. Um, you know, I thought about like, well, maybe he, maybe instead of later on in the film, instead of like disabling the bomb, so they're like struggling with trying to detonate it when she dips, like maybe just find out that she never had one this whole time. So she's like an actual loose cannon. Like, there could have been, like, I don't know. It could have been very, um, it's hard to tell how things went because we don't know whether he knew the information before he got to um, um, this laboratory. Is it Van Chris? Van Chris. Van Chris Laboratories. Um, it's, it's hard, like, okay, did he come here and just find out? Maybe he's finding out now as he puts the bomb in his neck. He doesn't really know what it's doing. Um, at that point, it, it is too late. Harley Quinn already has the bomb, um, but now he has a device to disable it, I'm guessing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the safest bet is he came here not knowing what he was going to find. Because um, it's like, it, it is very weird that she gets the bomb in her neck, but it's like, okay, but here's a cell phone. It's like, what? There could have been, you ha- if, if Joker had a connection to this place now, there should have been so many other ideas before here, just text me. Yeah. <laughs> so I assume like the the sit down that Joker has with Griggs is when Griggs said, or maybe Joker says, "Tell me everything you know about the transfer," and then or just where is she, right? Or I don't know. I have have I hadn't really thought about it much, so I'm I'm kind of just. He doesn't know. Um, he doesn't know about the transfer. He doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, they're not getting. They don't hit the transfer yet. He just needs to Johnny know where Frost she is. Johnny Frost walks into the apartment. He goes, "We found her." Mm-hmm. The transferring all these freaks to some okay. black site in Louisiana. Yeah. Uh, part of some. Uh, I don't. I think he kind of teases. It's like when you're superheroes, you s- slap a cape and terrorist on them. Yeah, like, or yeah, like that. exactly. It's like, and then they get transferred. They're getting so. labeled as a terrorist and being sent out to Louisiana. Yeah. Put a mask for some on, reason. you get labeled and as a so, terrorist. Yeah. And then Joker's like, "All right." We're get going the on boys. a drive. Yeah. We're going. We're taking a road trip. They go to Louisiana. They interrogate Keith Griggs. So he's still just trying to find her and reclaim her. 
Is that what doesn't he know... gives him the cell phone to give to her? Yeah. He's like, give this phone to her. And he... I just don't but know how he knows about the bombs and the that. Not, how does, how he, does know? he know about the little laps? I don't know. That, that Griggs just spilled that information. Like, well, I think I, sh- I mean, I like, guess last week said that she was like, Hey, what's up? I got a bomb in my neck. Like, just sent that text. <laughs> oh, got a bomb in my neck. Yeah. Says Ban Chris on the label. <laughs> yeah. Go get him, yeah. dude. That can't, that unfortunately that might be maybe that might be the timeline. Yeah. Mm. Talks to Keith Griggs. Give her this phone. She says, "Hey, I got a bomb in my neck." Okay, let me go to the manufacturer, and mm-hmm. then deal with it. And get a warranty. Yeah. All yeah. Right. I get it. Okay. <sighs> We'll we'll keep put a pin in it. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. So you move on to an even more confusing part. Um, Incubus. Does it show Incubus first when yeah. he's just it, it shows, when he's crushing? Yeah, okay. It shows so a very cool scene. All right. So back, I guess time has passed and uh, the situation escalated a little bit more. National Guard maybe is down there. So he's smacking these uh, armed troopers that are shooting at him with this. Um, hot metal arm that he's got and what is happening to them some of them are getting slammed against the pillars some of them are are they getting infused into him to make him bigger um are they just all turning into goop against a wall it's hard to it's hard to know what is being um matter is being distorted right it's like turning into some sort of like black residue Mm -hmm. kind of thing it's like I think they it's being all, manipulated. Yeah, I think they all get blasted back against the wall, kind of out of frame, and we don't really see what becomes of them. Okay, but I, I didn't know if they were like getting like absorbed. infused into him, make yeah, yeah, absorbed and making him stronger. Yeah, Brr. they definitely I looks like the the they're physically getting pushed back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that might just be for like rating sake, you know. Mm-hmm. They're not making it too violent. They're like, <laughs> you know, just blast them out of frame, and yeah. Yeah. we'll be good, right? Like, you d- we don't get to know who they are, so it doesn't matter. They're like mindless yeah. uh, NPCs. So, like, and in the the character Incubus, like, he might be like using some sort of like heated weapon that it, like attacks these people, and maybe that's why it's like it's like charring and melting everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming the soldiers, as they get blasted out of frame, that they're just like turned to ash or yeah. whatever black residue is left. So I think when he hits these pillars and you kind of see the material go like perpendicular yeah. and it starts to go outward and it looks all charred like that, I'm pretty sure it is just the material of the columns just being like turned into resin and yeah. they're just blasted out. Okay. So he might just be just metal and just fire evaporated. It's kind of like, like a, yeah. he's cauterizing a wound almost, but it's just mm-hmm. getting, yeah. the force is blasting it, whatever direction that he's uh, using his uh, weapon or whatever. Um, I think this movie, it suffers a lot from that late 2000s, like trashering in the sky, unintelligible, like CGI monster stuff that especially all the Transformers movies were kind of known for, and then some of these other Mm -hmm. comic book movies. But like that being said, I love the look of Incubus. I love what they do with this, this scene, you know, he's kind of walking through smoke in the subway, um, just kind of glowing. And then Mm -hmm. whips out that arm tendril thing. And it's just blasting. And I love the effect that it has on the physical, uh, matter, the, uh, it turns mm-hmm. everything like into a sea urchin. 
Just where those all, all those spikes that just shoot out. I think, uh, I think I just realized something, and maybe this is just a theory, but is he a sun god? Because June Moon is mm. Enchantress, the other half of the him. Moon, is it a yeah. Sun Moon? What's Incubus mean? It's a I don't know. It's a band. <laughs> it was, the Incubus was like a mythical creature that would. Uh, oh, I have this. Would that would suck the life force out of uh, young women? I think. Oh, so like a he's a male uh, succubus. Yeah, I think. Okay. I might be wrong. Um, no, no, you're right. You're right. You're right. Um, sexual intercourse with sleeping women. Yeah. And I, f- I totally forgot that this was his name was Incubus. I was all like my incubator. notes. I just call him the brother. Yeah, that's a that's good what one. She calls we him. all called. She just yeah, calls him brother. We all said, yeah, we all just call him. Oh, that's Intention's brother this whole yeah. time. And then it was later. Pardon me. I thought I, that's an incubus for a song. second. I like. I thought his. I thought his name was Shibalba because I know normally Enchantress has like a demon monster that is called Shibalba, but he's called Incubus. Um, but he does seem to have like the meta uh, powers that are like a sun god. Like it's mm-hmm. a. He's like a walking volcano, um, and like that could be on purpose if Enchantress is supposed to be the other half of him which is like the moon aspect and like a lot of dark, darker magic and um, different superpowers. So maybe that was what they were going for. Um, And that's another one of those things where it's, it's really underappreciated because you never really see the two of them um, fighting at the same time, uh, which would have been a cool idea to see like, um, like, I don't know, like I'm trying to think of, you never see villains that are like twins mm. fighting at the same time. Like they don't, people don't really do Using that. Opposite powers. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Masimanos or, um, wasn't there, uh, I'm just thinking about, you guys ever seen man with the iron fist? Yeah. The yeah. RZA movie. Yeah. Oh no. The, the, the twins, the, the Siamese, the, not Siamese, the, um, gem, the yin and yang, the, the Jemson twins or whatever. The They're Gemini like, twins. The Gemini twins. With the sword that Boom. connected, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Stuff like that. If you're going to have a sun and moon character who are like gods of their religion, mm-hmm. why why couldn't we see that? I don't know. Yeah, that's a really cool concept. Yeah, it'd be he's cool the, if they were like both standing in that train depot place and like mm-hmm. she's covering everything in, in darkness, whereas he's kind of lighting everything up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We saw that in uh, Man of Steel with Feora and Namek. They were very two very different characters. They had their own way of combat with Superman, mm. and so it's really interesting to get like those that do um, that dichotomy of like uh, action. Um, so something like that would have been really cool to see, and and you really punch in that idea that these that these two are brothers and sisters that they share something that connects them. Um, but some really, people just, think mm-hmm. that some people think that vampires and incubus come from the same uh, origin. Vampires and this incubus, right? Vampires here? and incubus, the the demon incubus, they're very similar. Without, I mean, like you're telling me this guy's a vampire. Save, save intercourse versus neck biting. One's a little, one's foreplay. One's you get the whole shebang. <laughs> Which one's the foreplay? Vampires. Oh, okay. <laughs> just the biting on the neck. Yeah, uh, I love the me seduction between yeah. right before the. Yeah, before the bite. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, I don't know. Now I'm just reading about like ancient demon spirits, and it's very uh, upsetting. It's very upsetting. The yeah. incubus. Oh, thing. usually, Ooh, yeah. yeah. Mythology Ooh. is usually like man. That. Sometimes, man, oh man. Sometimes they didn't write mythology to um, 
uh, ethically. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, um, you know what else is uh, also related to it? Lincoln Park. <laughs> uh, thank you. I'm here all week. You can you can make fun of Lincoln Park. <laughs> no, but well, you better um, not. <laughs> um, so here's here's what's going on. So um, Incubus is doing its thing. Um, June Moon and Rick Flag are, are somehow on a lower level of the subway. No, 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 no. See, that's where you're wrong. What? <laughs> so, like, time is like super speeding up now from where we see Incubus just mosily walking through the subway system. When he's saying he must be above us, the dude is in the station at that moment. By the time June gets to him and, and oh. appears to oh. him, so that's what I was thinking. Okay. I was like, hang on. There's even lower levels to subways, sure. and that's not is sure. Is that a thing? I, I mean, based on I guess we all thought that, but now it doesn't make yeah. any sense. It kind of yeah. doesn't make sense. Are you gonna have like one? Le- I mean, at least I've never been walking in a subway oh, and yeah, like have like go down and then go down even more. <laughs> I've never that freaks You're me right. Yeah, out. I don't yeah, know why right. we thought yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I know that there's probably service tunnels, but I don't know about a whole another subway sure. route underneath. So by the time we watched Amazing Spider-Man two too many yeah. times, yeah, exactly. I, um, I think I just think of like all the different movies over the years and TV shows and how whoa, you can like, Theodore Roosevelt built another subway yeah, system. Yeah. <laughs> like no, movies so, like uh, Godzilla, the the ninety seven one where they spend a lot of times in the subway and like uh, Ninja Turtle stuff. It just seems like mm-hmm. they're the subway tunnels seem like there are. You know, they go down for hundreds of feet and stuff. So, so initially, I yeah, I, I just assume, oh yeah, this is just another subway line underneath that subway line. But yeah, you're totally right. There probably it doesn't. Yeah. I don't think it is. Yeah. So like, he's walking up and he gets to the station, and then they must have been like, I don't know. It took them this long to get to the stub- subway station with all the regular backup teams, which we completely missed them scrambling like we missed the phone call from amanda waller last time we saw her she was snooze cruising mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. missed that whole phone call was saying hey we got a disturbance she got up went to work mm-hmm. is now in, in a building mm-hmm. it's still nighttime is it it's still nighttime yeah. even when june when he was eating the turkey leg that wasn't the same day right that couldn't have been the same day all this yeah. has happened before Suicide Squad make it over there because it's like morning time in yeah. Louisiana, right? I guess, yeah. So, uh, like, I guess it's happening. No, yeah, that, I don't that's, know. The timeline is just really confusing for me. Um, yeah, it's thrown out the window. It's like, unless they had to, like, okay, it usually takes place in, at nighttime. Like, if that was like a, a kicker where it's like, hey, all the scenes are night, like, it's it's night. Walking through the city, nighttime. Yeah, uh, or maybe it's evening in Louisiana. Maybe the sun is going down. Ugh, I'm but just it was to think. still because the rest of this movie is just going to get darker. It's just going to get more yeah, nighttime. It out. just it's all so nighttime. the sun is dying. It's all the sun nighttime. is going down. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hold on. I feel like we <laughs> had the same sort of conversation when I was on for Batman v Superman because something oh, like yeah. uh, oh, what was it? Because the the second and third act of the film are like three days. Yeah. It's three days, and Lois Lane is going from Metropolis to Washington, D.C. That's right. Back to Metropolis, yep. mm-hmm. get abducted. Martha Kent from Kansas gets mm, abducted. That's right. And meets. And it was like the daytime, yeah. nighttime thing was like, okay. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. And also with Senator Finch, who was like, oh, be here tomorrow for the <laughs> right. Superman hearing. Yeah. And it's like tomorrow already. And it's like, all right, yeah. <laughs> what day is it? Um, 
but yeah, so we did have that conversation. But this one, it is weirder because we, I, I guess it's it's getting it's getting later in the night throughout this movie, um, and so where Susk, where the Task Force X are, um, it is getting darker. The sun is going down. Um, but what's weird about this scene uh, with June Moon and Rick Flag is is this is um, like the the dinosaurs have escaped part of Jurassic Park. Like this is this is where things uh, are supposed to go haywire. Oops. But what's weird is it all seems to happen off screen mm-hmm. in a way. Like June Moon and Rick Flag get here right. Yeah, and so what they don't explain is that at this point in time. Amanda Waller does not know that Enchantress escaped her room the night uh, in the middle of the night, freed her brother that she found out about that Amanda Waller probably didn't know about. The other night? No. So this, Incubus no, is this night. This is the same night, this right? This is the same night. Enchantress. <laughs> and so Amanda which, Waller had to have been asleep by like 7 p.m. <laughs> like, and him eating that chicken wing. At, like at like the very early evening hours mm-hmm. that should have been that was that oh my gosh enchantress wakes up she abandons her hotel room goes to amanda's room amanda does not know that the incubus doll is of importance to enchantress enchantress goes into her safe room unlocks incubus sets him out what he needs to do for enchantress is to harness a lot of energy, gain his strength, and then help her out with borrowed energy. Amanda Waller doesn't know any of this. We don't know any of this. Um, And so we get to this part here where June Moon and Rick Flag have to get it done, quote unquote, and we don't know what get it done means. But what it means is because Amanda Waller doesn't know that Enchantress went into a room, freed Incubus, told him to get energy, help me out with the energy. We have to assume that Amanda Waller is telling June Moon, turn into Enchantress and defeat this metahuman, which I have no idea about. I don't know that it's your brother. I don't know that you two are related, related, but just get it done. And then over the phone, we hear she bolted. That's it. Yeah. That's where we're at. We don't know why she was told to free I was, I'm honestly, when Amanda's like, flag what's what's sit rep tell me what's going on i was assuming he was like we're right under him like telling me exactly what i just saw in the mm-hmm. thing instead of she bolted whoa what yeah that's a what do you mean jump. you're progressing a story right now <laughs> it it's very important information for the idea of how a villain got like how there is a problem and why there is a problem but none of it is explained and even worse when it is explained it's done off camera mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a double whammy of things not to do um, when it's crucial to the plot of the story. This is always the minute I think about, about where it goes wrong. And this is the, this is the one minute where you lose all that information. When people usually say, yeah, you know, I kind of lose it like, you know, halfway through the film. It's like, no, you lose it in this minute. 40 minutes yeah. in. 42 minutes in. 42 minutes in. And the part that should have been explained doesn't get explained because... Um, you know, Rick Flag. Even Rick Flag knows that June Moon turned into Enchantress last night, snuck into Amanda Waller's room, freed this brother, told the brother to go, 
gain energy, right? Like he knows all that. He knows more than the audience knows. He knows more than Amanda Waller knows. But he's still like, hey, turn into Enchantress and and defeat this guy that you unleashed, right? And it's like you're not your character is not going to have any dialogue written about, hey, I understand that this is a problem. Whatever Amanda Waller tells you to do, do not unleash Enchantress. There was no pullback on it. And it just seems kind of weird that the character was just like, I don't know what to tell you, but turn into Enchantress. Yeah. Unless unless we go back to the theory that Enchantress, you know, with the vision told him that if she help if he helps Enchantress, she will save June Moon's life. Mm-hmm. And so maybe he at this point He's on Enchantress's side. Maybe he wants her, but it doesn't make any sense. But then he immediately calls Amanda and is like, yep, she's gone. She's bolted. <laughs> I think would, would this this area of the movie work better if we don't have any of the June and Rick stuff underneath? Because I think I think that's what makes it unclear. Like, do we need to see her in human form before... Uh, she appears to her brother and you know yeah they, they no, have to you're rewrite right. something to say to say that for her to then start stabbing the heart we need some motivation for that but i think the yeah. inclusion of you're, rick no you're right so what happens that is very strange is so when enchantress wakes up in her hotel room and and sneaks out and goes to amanda waller's place she does what she needs to do and then comes back and then now escapes again. That's the problem. Yeah. Why did you sneak out, come back and then sneak out again? Why didn't you sneak out, unleash your brother and then just hang and, with them and then tag team the subway, Yeah. clear everyone out together. You have a cool action piece with both villains just clearing out she NPCs. said something to her brother when they were. She said, "Feed, I gotta go. I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be right back." But, but what just, was the, what was her what was she doing? You gotta pretend you're still sleeping. Like you gotta go back. And be like, oh, here's how it goes. Right. She wakes up. She unleashes Incubus. They do this cool combo tag team where they destroy everyone in the subway. It's a really cool action piece. Amanda Waller wakes up, hears about it, starts stabbing the heart because it's right there next to her. She's dying. They have enough energy now. Incubus releases her temporarily and like and then that's it yeah. that you, we just she streamlined calls Rick it. and says get him ready you know yeah, yeah at that point he doesn't like he already knows the situation maybe he's the one who calls Amanda Waller mm-hmm. yeah and so like June's and gone and he's just like hey yeah. yo Enchantress bailed yeah oh, this is like we could have streamlined this so much better um I think uh you know let's just if you cut this minute out and well, let's see. So they free Incubus. Uh, what was it? Last week they freed him, right? Yeah. And so we have this part where he's killing the subway people. You're right, Travis. Cut this part out with June Moon and, and um, Rick. With uh, June Moon and Rick Flag, and then we cut from Incubus killing the subway people to Amanda Waller talking to Rick Flag. He he says she bolted. And then she starts having the heart, and then we cut to Enchantress showing up in the, in the yeah. station. Like, absolutely just cut the part out with June Moon talking to Rick Flag. I think so, yeah. Because it also it it makes th- him look like he's part of her plan. Part of it, it makes his motivation or his 
story really confusing because at yeah, first it makes when, him look like he forgot. Yeah, because like, I don't know what he's t- saying. I don't know what get it done means. You know. Yeah. And like it, well. Yeah. It's yeah. We know that it means like turn into enchantress and defeat well, this sure. thing, but but it's like you you mean turn into enchantress and to defeat. Maybe that's the thing. We have too much exposition mm-hmm. now, because we as the audience go, you're telling her to fight her brother, like the person she just freed. So if they didn't give us that information, then that part would have made sense. Like if she like appeared and like had like a cool thing, it's like boom, and he would have been like oh 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 oh. Wookie solo thing, <laughs> and she would have been like, "Surprise, dude! I'm your brother. You've been sleeping, and I actually freed you. So yeah. let's get these nerds. Like <laughs> it should have been like a cool dancing enchantress thing, and he would have been like, on <laughs> my boogie, like, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, you know, good to see you. Great, cool. Yeah, but um, it, yeah, it, I think what it is is we as the audience now have too much exposition. That minute right there." is not even not needed it's a it's a freaking wrench in the wheel yeah. like that throws us all off i, th- Just I think cut. they're doing this in order to make the reveal later more, seem more important but what reveal because Mm-mm. they show this scene kind of from rick's uh point of view because he's i think it's either in the bar or, or sometime later when he's like you know, a couple of days ago, we're down here with her, and she was supposed to do this, and instead she. Oh, you know, so this comes. I totally back. forgot. Yeah, so the the squad getting in the city and stuff is not the same day as tonight. This is this goes on for a couple of days. I remember. Yeah. And like the big laser in the sky, like is around for like. A yeah, few because days. we like, people not go to work. Oh, so it is the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The sun it is must around. be like like early wee hours be, of the morning, yeah, I like think they're three, on, four yeah. a.m. Yeah, because like we're going to like crap. I got to go to work in a couple of minutes. Like we go to the evacuation zone, and it's you know daytime in just mm-hmm. outside Midway City. So yeah, I, I think this is happening over a series of a day or two, maybe. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's not cut that way. Yeah, so it's probably like um, like. Six, yeah, six o'clock in the morning. Like the sun is just about to start yeah. rising. Rick does say, like a couple days ago, we did. We tried to take him out, but then our ace in the hole mm-hmm. surprise was on the other side. Yeah. And uh, <sighs> yeah, 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 surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah. And like now we gotta we gotta rescue the package, which is the thing. Yeah. And it's like, oh yeah, okay. Make so like, sense. it. I think it makes sense for two minutes. It, it, like later on in a few more weeks, it'll be like, oh, okay, moment of clarity. Right. But also that buildup. It's not a moment. There's of no buildup. Yeah. I don't think it's a moment of clarity because like the flashback when they do when they go back to talk about that that little bit, mm-hmm. which I think is what, the we're, what we're witnessing the when June he goes back and talk. Might be, yeah. This little snippet in the film might be the worst part <laughs> of the film for me. Yeah. Um, uh, I think when they do go and do the flashback about it, there's nothing extra in footage that they show it's still an off-camera she bolted thing because mm-hmm. we don't see it well technically we see it because it's enchantress showing up at the station uh as she's being stabbed but still it's like um i, don't I feel know. like you it's do just, get I, a little bit more footage but it's not it's nothing critical you know 
Yeah. If we would have had a one a minute of just like once the incubus starts like actually destroying things, like Amanda, like everybody in this little control room, like Russian and Amanda call and Rick and saying like, "Get down there! I need you and and Moon to get down there." If we had like a call to arms for just yeah. the two of them, I'd be okay. Instead of just saying, "Well, all of a sudden they're just there in raincoats," well, like it is Godzilla two thousand. Yeah. And you're right because it cuts from uh, incubus walking through the subway tunnel cuts literally to Rick and he's looking, they're like looking up. So we're, we're set up to think that they are under him in the subway tunnel, not that they're under him in the train station. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yep, <laughs> we're being led, you know, I guess we're being led astray for some reason to be confused and to be so that the big reveal later, you know, matters, but it's not like they're revealing something major. I don't it's, know. Yeah, the, I think just leave it like that. They're not revealing anything. Yeah. No, that's like it's like wasted, uh, like runtime. Yeah. It's like that that didn't. It's like uh, too little, too late. Mm. Even it's like why even have that snippet in there? We're like past it. Yeah. Um, uh, but then you know, so Amanda Waller, and it bothers me that she's she's so surprised about this kind <laughs> yeah. of thing. I don't know how surprised she is. She's got the box open. <laughs> and she's got it at, like... But she's ready. She's ready yeah. for this this thing to happen. That's just her being uh, she, Is she stabbing it with a pen, or is there, like, a specific, like, scalpel that's, like... I, I asked thing? that question, like, a long time ago. Like, earlier th- when we started this thing, I was like... I To me, it Oh, was, wait. It does show that she's stabbing it before in the when she was in the board meeting. It's a pen. But I always thought it was something special. Mm-hmm. Like, it always... For some reason, it always looked like a sonic screwdriver to me <laughs> for some reason. I thought it was, like, a fancy laboratory scalpel that she was stabbing it like with. Like the kryptonite scalpel. But it's a, it's a pen. Um, which probably hurts even worse yeah. <laughs> um but yeah it's she's she has to be ready to start stabbing that thing at any moment but um going back to you know the the worst part of the film which is june moon talking to rick flag there um it's like it really zeroes in that amanda waller has no idea and that's usually a very upsetting thing because usually yeah. amanda waller n- knows what the situation is and and to go that long to send you know, Enchantress in without knowing any information or not even a exposition that Rick Flagg had a moment to tell Amanda Waller. Yo, Enchantress escaped overnight and mm-hmm. told me not to say anything. There's no moment of that. There's no moment where Rick Flagg uh, had a chance to do the right thing but chose not to. They, they don't even have that on film. Um, that's what's so weird about it. And so Amanda Waller here just now just gets... Well, it seems like a lie when Rick Flagg yeah. says she bolted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, I know you're upset that she bolted, but one, you shouldn't be surprised, and two, she should have already known this information before it happened. Um, it just he's he's doing something wrong here, and we're not we're not highlighting that enough that he made a, a conscious decision to to let the bad guy win, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is very strange. Um, but she she just does what she has to immediately and just immediately starts stabbing that heart. This is the first thing she has to start doing. What is? I'm sorry. What does Rick do with his arms when he takes a couple steps back? It looks like he's from, getting ready in case he has to draw his rifle on her. Oh, okay. He's putting like a strap. I yeah. thought he was like doing like jazz hands <laughs> or like. 
like like doing like pantomiming enchantress changing in like a do your do your hand flip yeah, thing. Do, do thing. Hey, remember that? Remember that hand? Like a Chris Angel thing is what I look like he was doing. Freak. Yeah. Get in your character. Mm-hmm. Go um, on, David Blaine. Do your thing. But yeah, that's all I have. I'm gonna just get keep on getting confused tomorrow. So <laughs> I think we're past yeah. that. I think now that we just have to like crush that part of the film in our mind, pretend it never exists because it it like detours you when you watch it. Um, but um, what's cool about this last bit of this minute before we wrap up um, with Enchantress coming in. Um, when you get to these magic moments of this film, it's very pretty to watch. Those it is a very cool concept. Moments. Sorry. Hmm? Oh. Um, Enchantress shows up. She's getting stabbed in the heart. You see the, the stab wounds as they pour light yeah. out of it. It is a very cool concept. And then... Um, the shot turns to Incubus and there's this establishing shot. It's a great blocked shot because you have Enchantress in the forefront and one of the thirds pleading for help. Incubus has his back towards her, but there's a torn American flag and there's two columns that are very symmetrical as he drops a dead body. And it's like a broken, like, you know, monument kind of grand central station kind of looking place. And it, it's a really well done blocked shot. It is a very uh, great moment in cinematography. Um, that's it's like it's just pretty to look at, and uh, I feel like we needed more of those moments because um, very because visually, for comic books, it's kind of important, right? It's like to tell story that way at least. Um, but yeah, it's everything about these characters is kind of cool visually. It just sucks when we have screenplay like that that doesn't make sense or it actually hinders the storyline. That's those things that we have to go, okay, why don't we cut those parts out and not the parts that um, would actually please fans, you know? So it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything else before we wrap up for today? No, sir. Cool. Uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. If you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on uh, all social media at DCU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society. Tell us what you thought about Incubus, uh, any uh, questions you have about this minute, or any other minutes you're catching up on on Man of Steel or Dawn of Justice. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 43 of Suicide Squad.